0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In his book, very famous book called The Confessions, St. Augustine writes about his life, about very meaningful moments of his life that led to his transformation, uh, to eventually becoming a priest and a bishop in the church. And one of the things that he writes was that when he was a teenager, his father kept a very close eye on him. His father did whatever he could to gather enough money, enough resources to send Augustine to Carthage for the sake of his studies, because Carthage was a main city in the, north e- the northeast of Africa at that time. So because it was a main city, it had the best schools, and that's what his father wanted for him. And Augustine makes it heard about when it came to raising him as a teenager. Meaning, the, meaning that his father didn't really give attention to the kind of morals or personality or character that Augustine was growing up with. He just wanted to make sure his son was educated. Because that would be maybe the most profound thing that his son could have for the success of the rest of his life. So it's good, it's good that his father wanted that in one sense. Because he wants what's best for his son. Maybe that's the best mindset that his father could have. And it's good to provide for your kids in a material way, and all of us can agree on that. But by the fact that we're all gathered here in this church to worship God, to get something that we can't give ourselves, I think we can all agree that there's more parents, and especially fathers, must look out for. And of course, and I'm mentioning this because this weekend we're celebrating Father's Day. So, there's more to raising a child. There's more to being a father than just the providing of material things. So, then there's a logical question. Let's say I'm doing all that for my family, for my kids, providing material things. How can I be a better father? What's the next step? One thing I think we should look to is obviously the instructions that Jesus gives us throughout the gospel. And elsewhere in the Gospel, he says that there's no greater kind of love than to lay down one's life for others. And in one sense, this clearly refers to Jesus' own sacrifice on the cross that paid the debt of all of our sins. There's no greater love than that sacrifice where he actually, literally laid down his life But that's not all he did in laying down his life. He laid down his life on the cross, but with that, he also laid out how to live in the shape of a cross, how to live in a cruciform way. We see some of this in the Beatitudes that St. Luke mentions in the Gospel passage today. The most popular version of the Beatitudes is in St. Matthew's Gospel, but St. Luke has an account of it as well, where Jesus is laying out some blessed ways to live and some woeful ways to live. Not that richness and being, satisfying our hunger and laughing and having people speak well of us, not that those are evil things in and of themselves, but if that's the layout of your life, if that's the program of your life, if that's what you depend on, if that's who you are, especially for your kids, then Jesus says, woe to you. Because that is not the kind of version of ourselves that we should be giving over to our families. So why is this so profound? Why? Why can we connect Jesus giving Beatitudes to Father's Day, to being a good father, to taking that next step beyond just providing materially for our families? How can we do that? Well, Jesus, He doesn't just lecture about the Beatitudes. He doesn't just sit there and say, blessed are you who do this, and blessed are you who do this, and good luck. Jesus embodies the Beatitudes. The reason the Beatitudes are at the center of Christian life is because Jesus is the Beatitudes. He is the kind of poverty that we have to embrace. He is the kind of hunger for righteousness that we have to also want in our own lives. He weeps at the things that deserve to be weeped at, like sin. So Jesus is the Beatitudes. He is the thing that He teaches. He doesn't just say it and then wish us all the best and following it. And beyond teaching it and beyond actually doing it, He gives us the grace to also do the same thing. So what's going on here? He doesn't just provide for us materially, vocally. He does everything it takes to prevent us from losing ourselves, to prevent us from destroying ourselves by teaching us and by action. And that action, more than anywhere, occurs on the cross, occurs when He gives Himself over to us fully, over to His Father and over to us. This is authentic, true fatherhood. Not just giving things to your family, but giving yourself. Giving yourself. Being a man of virtue and a loving husband both for the sake of our sons, to see what a real man looks like and acts like, and also for the sake of our daughters, so they can see what a real man is, how a real man should love, so our sons and daughters can have templates of manhood, of fatherhood in the midst of a world that is very, very backward, that denies fundamental truths about humanity, about what's good for humanity. Fatherhood is more important now than it's ever been. This is a serious responsibility. It's not something we can run away from if we want to preserve our existence, if, it's, if, it's some, if we want to preserve the health of our society, if we want to preserve our spirituality, if we want to preserve our chances of inheriting eternal life. We're not always going to be perfect. When we're trying to do this, a lot of fathers understand their responsibility. A lot of fathers try to do their best, but we're going to fail. We're going to fall into sin here and there. But these mistakes, these sins must be admitted and they must be fixed. And while we often fail, we have to keep trying because it's worth it. And because, like I said, the consequences are serious. We should also remind ourselves amongst our failures that we have a heavenly father by that has already fulfilled and completed what the ideal of fatherhood is by the sacrifice of the cross that has given us the chance to leave behind sin and to enter his household so brothers and sisters today let us be thankful for all the good examples of fatherhood that we've had in our lives and let us renew our efforts to embracing the ideals of fatherhood, to embracing the the virtue of fatherhood, so that, like I said, we can be examples for those that we've been entrusted, for those that have been given as a gift to us, in the same way that God has given us all the inheritance we could ask for, especially in his body and blood that we will receive in this Mass. Amen.